Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Welcome to another podcast of Reconciling Grace. This is Pete Vecchi, and I am joined today by Pastor Don McDonald, PMAC, and Pastor Josh Kugel. And I just thought we would talk about this question, guys. Whatever happened to common courtesy? I don't know about you, but it seems as though um, more and more people are less and less courteous, just in general. Um, it seems like People will just not be nice to each other. I remember the first time that one of these things happened to me. I, I attributed it to the fact that I was in a foreign country. And this was many years ago. We were getting on an uh, airplane, and um, I was on a short-term mission trip. And we were getting on an airplane, and it was kind of like first come, first serve. And you know how people sometimes defer to one another. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It was like, no. And these people just kind of rushed in, and they jumped in front of each other. And I thought, well, maybe that's a cultural thing. Maybe it was a spiritual thing. Um, one of the things that I've always thought of is the fact that um, I've always thought that it's important as a Christian to show courtesy to others. And it kind of stems from... What, what I read in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 10, the second half of verse 10, where it says that um, we want to make the teaching about God, our Savior, attractive. Now, that's how it's um, translated in the New International Version. We might get into some of those different translations later. But have you guys ever thought about that or, or given thought to what it means to make the teaching of God, our Savior, attractive and maybe how does that uh, play into showing common courtesy towards other people? I, I keep leaning back into some of the writings that came out of Willow Creek years ago about contagious Christian, you know, how the faith walk as you portray it should want to draw others into a vital relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you were talking about, you know, attractiveness, common courtesy, I remember having a, a breakfast with a fellow minister and he returned his breakfast three times because it wasn't hot enough it was almost rude about it and i'm like yeah how is this showing that we're ministers you know thank goodness he wasn't wearing that collar so i was safe but <laughs> i was like how is this showing jesus how is this being gentle i mean there's ways to you know get your food right without being downright you know bossy about it you know and and that's a question you know i always ask myself when i'm working with the public is you know how am i showing the gentleness of jesus how am i being grace-filled and you know my my vision statement is well done thy good and faithful servant and still crazy after all these years and the still crazy fills in with how do i show the joy of jesus in in my acting with people so that was sort of some of my thinking as i was looking it over well, well, Pete, I made the mistake of reading the whole context of this verse, which you kind of didn't bring up, right. which is talking about uh, slaves must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. 
then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. Now, talking about slaves, but I, I just want to get it out of the way. The Bible's not saying you should have slaves or it's good to have slaves. It's saying that those who recognize that I'm in my position in life, I need to be courteous. I need to be respectful in that position because I represent Jesus in whatever my position it is. Right. Um, I love the old hymn, uh, although I don't always sing praises of old hymns, but whatever my, what does it say, my lot, thou hast taught me to say it as well. Um, I think this is the exact same thing that's going on here, but you can't get away from the idea that the way you treat someone else, whether they be in class, over you, under you, uh, the same as you or whatever, is uh, is going to make the thing that you claim to is important to you more or less appealing. Mm -hmm. So if I treat you well, I can actually, rep and, and, and the Bible even says in the Ten Commandments, I mean, we're told, uh, do not um, take the name of the Lord your God in vain, which is really not talking about saying a specific word, even though we'd love to limit it to that. You know, it's really talking about misrepresenting God, which the Hebrew people did all throughout the Old Testament when they misrepresented them to the culture around them. And people around them started to think, well, their God is just like our God. So why would I want him? And here, I think Titus is saying the exact same thing is that you, by being a Christian, whether you're slave, free, whatever you are, you are representing God because you claim to be a Christian. If you claim to be a Christian and you treat people like trash, you are taking the Lord's name in vain. You are misrepresenting God, or at least misrepresenting what it looks like to have a relationship with God. Maybe that's as far as I should go with that. Um, but I, I, I just want to say, I think the context there is important because we get what we get away from. We say it doesn't matter the kind of day you have. It doesn't matter who you're dealing with. Let's look at the lowest in society and say they were even expected if they claim to be Christians to treat other people well because the way they treated other people was a reflection on who they claimed to have a relationship with. So mm -hmm. I, I just thought, I think that's really interesting to pull that out, but, but not to do it so far out of context. I don't think it's just saying you're representing Jesus. I think it's saying you have no excuse not to represent Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's really the, the bigger thing is that, look, if you're a Christian, I don't care what your day was like. I don't care what they said to you. Uh, I don't care how hard your life is. You're representing Jesus, and if you misrepresent Jesus, somebody else is going to get turned off to your faith. Sure. So. And and I think the what catches my attention on that, and I'll be it'll even come up in Sunday's sermon. Ironically, yeah. is sometimes the only Bible somebody reads is your life. Yeah. You know, when you're thinking about common courtesy and you're thinking about being attractive <laughs> for Christ, you need to be aware of who you want to be in Christ. You know, that you want to be that grace-filled, loving person that brings to life scripture all around us. And, and I think with common courtesy, you know, even if I'm driving on the interstate, um, the month of November, I had out of the four weekends, three of them were going to Michigan. And one of those weekends, they decided to take the bottom of 8094 near Klein Avenue, which is normally a six lane highway, down to one lane. And so you have all this traffic. And it well, for those of us who, those who might not be knowing that, we're talking about 
right near Chicago. Yeah, so it's about a lot of traffic. <laughs> it was on Gary and Hammond, and and and, and uh, you know the thing was everybody was so in a rush to get down to that one lane. What it was about a eight mile stretch. It took me an hour to go eight miles. You know, and and there was very little common courtesy. And this poor trucker's trying yeah. to get in. I finally just slow down traffic. I let the poor guy in, man. He must have blinked his lights like three thousand times, saying thank you, thank you, thank you. <coughs> you know, um, and and just being aware of what and who you serve and how you want that serving to look in our world. Even driving is so important, I think. And isn't that the root of all this too? I mean, we go back to Eve in the garden. Even I'll I'll just throw Adam in with her, is they were worried about what they were going to miss out on if they if they didn't jump at it or if they didn't take matters into their own hands, and I think the lack of courtesy stems. Or I think the root of it, at least, is if if I let you in, I'm going to miss out on getting where I need to go. Um, if I don't let you know that you're displeasing to me, I'm going to miss out on something. If I hold the door open for you, I'm going to miss out on going first. Or if I, if I treat you better, I may, you may not treat me well or something like that. So I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of it is, uh, we are a very self-focused culture. Um, and it's hard to convince people that, uh, taking, uh, taking one for the team, uh, is good for the team. Um, or being courteous, I guess, is good for the team. Well, have you guys ever um, experienced something where you see someone who is purporting to be a Christian and you just cringe because they've hmm. been using the name of Jesus, like, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, or whatever they're saying, and you just cringe at wondering what the non-believer might be thinking? You know, I see this a lot on on tv when i'm maybe not a lot but every so often when i'm watching like one of the judge shows or whatever you know somebody standing in front of the people's <laughs> court or judge judy and now i'm a christian and i believe that and it's like and then their 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 behavior is just so obnoxious or so it's what i would call non-christian pete it's been years but once i watched the grammys and i cringed every time somebody thanked god for their uh album that included all this kind of language and treatment of women and everything I'm like hold on <laughs> yeah. well is that making the teaching of god our savior attractive that's that's part of what i was getting at and that goes to courtesy you know no but if if you're going to go down that road um i think a lot of what the modern church is doing is an attempt to make the gospel attractive or, or the teachings of christ attractive and and we're doing it the wrong way um but that's a side issue, I guess. Um, well, it is in some ways. In some ways, it's not. I guess, I, you know, we, we could explore that. But I really do. What I'm looking at is the courtesy aspect of things. Um, just because I, I guess what, what I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about the pastor who I know, who has been a friend of mine for, you know, probably 30 years, who used to have ministry in his small town by going to the local restaurant, you know, sitting there for the afternoon drinking coffee or whatever for about, you know, several hours a day. And people just knew that pastor was going to be there. And there were people coming to him who um, considered him their pastor, even though they never went to a church, but they would go to talk to him if they needed something spiritual. To me, that's making the, the teaching of God our Savior attractive. That's, you know, somebody we can approach this person um, and that's part of what his ministry was doing. 
and I think I had an interesting experience where I sat down and one thing about the Reformed Church, it, it has the ethnicity uh, Dutch word connected to it. So we're talking probably back in 1950s, 60s, this church was known more as a Dutch Reformed Church, even though it was Reformed Church. And I guess that particular minister was known for being grouchy. So no one wanted to serve him. So he had the direct opposite effect. <laughs> and yeah, that, isn't, that, isn't that what they say about a, a lot of Christians after church on Sunday, how they leave miserable tips and yes. uh, they always ask for special service and all that. I've never known that to be true. I, I understand that's a stereotype. I go out to eat all the time after church and I have never seen Christians do that kind of thing, but apparently many do. But, but that's not about common courtesy and what experience the public has. And in the restaurant, if it's like piranhas going into your building and not really being courteous. Yeah, yeah. You know, Let me ask, is the, is the solution to never tell anybody you're a Christian so that you don't misrepresent Jesus? <laughs> you know, I think, I think that's a great question. Because, you know, Don, I think you started out with the first illustration you had talking about the person you, you were glad he wasn't wearing a collar, but from what I understood, it was in a group of ministers, you know, but he was sending this food back each time. And you wondered about that. You know, I don't care. I, I don't wear a collar. Usually I hardly have ever worn a collar. I don't usually wear any, any markings that show myself to be. A you have a collar. I, I had one. I have one that I have used for just a couple of specific occasions. Don, do you have a collar? Never. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think, I right, think we I need to do a show on Pete's collar sometime. I think. <laughs> I, I think I have worn one on maybe three or four occasions in my entire life. But still, uh, that the point to sing, holy, holy, <laughs> holy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but the point being, I, I remember this goes back into my college days, though, too, when the big thing was was should I wear a cross around my neck? You know. Does, yeah, that yeah. Show, does that show that I'm a Christian? Um, you know, today it's tattoos even. People will get tattoos with crosses or Christian yeah. sayings or Christian Bible verses on them. Um, but yeah. still, the idea being... Um, but Pete, I think what happens from that, and this is just, just, I'll let you get back to that really quick. What happens from that is either the person becomes, hey, I, I see that you're a Christian because you wear that, or the public begins to think so little of those symbols and signs that they don't even think that they matter. And I think right. that's what's happened rather than the opposite. But a collar, if you're wearing a collar, that's a, that's a tell. Um, this person needs to be courteous because they are representing something that's, you know. So, so what I'm hearing you say, Josh, if I may be so bold, is if, if you were to wear a collar, then that would hold you to greater accountability? To be I would think so, at least in, at least in people's eyes. Because you're, it's the same thing as if I go and I give you, I've got a business card here that says I'm a pastor on it. Right. If I go and I give you my business card that says Pastor Josh and sit down in your restaurant and then start saying things that you shouldn't say if you're a Christian or, or treating somebody poorly, um, I, I do think because I did that, um, isn't it too who much is given, much is required kind of thing? And Correct. You're, you're making people aware that, you know, not only am I a Christian, but I am officially uh, a professional representative of that. Uh, and I think Pete, when you're talking about common courtesy, you know, in, in my mind, if I was to preach a sermon on this, just the direction that Josh went would probably be the direction I take the sermon. Yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if you are serious about Jesus and who he is in your life, then the common courtesy is an extension of that I, I can remember, I went into a situation, <clears throat> an extremely demanding week. Uh, the grandson had been murdered in a gas station. The grandfather, the same day had a brain bleed and the hospital did not want the daughter to experience a double casket in the front of church, to which I was thankful for. And so they, we got the son, grandson buried and we dealt with that. Well, when it was time to unplug the grandfather from the ventilator, all of a sudden the daughter's like, no, I don't want to do it. So at three in the morning, I went up. And it's from a very devout Lutheran background, I show up and I wear like a, a black leather coat. I'm really chill about the being the preacher. I believe my actions are more important than my dress. And I walk in there and the Lutherans are all up in arms and I'm not wearing a collar and I'm not doing this, yeah. I'm not doing that. And, and I just gently said, for me personally, it's a matter of a heart. Let me show you Jesus. And yeah. it's very courteous with them, very loving and very gentle. And, and that common courtesy gentleness got me more respect with those Lutherans than I ever thought possible. Yeah. You know, unfortunately you may not get the opportunity to go that deep with someone. They, correct, they correct. Usually they'll make a judgment based on what they see. Um, not on you explaining a deeper meaning and that kind of thing. Right. At, at least that's what seemed to happen in public, but 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 that's yeah. such you know when you're in the deepness of that type of emotion though you're allowed to do that which is a good point Josh. yeah 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 um, I, I also do I, I want to say I, I brought it up earlier you guys probably don't want me to say it anyway um, <laughs> but I, I think courtesy is I, I think at a loss in our culture because as a culture we've shamed people into uh, not treating each other as well because we may be doing it from a male chauvinist background or a patriarchy kind of mindset or that kind of thing. And I've been shamed before for holding a door for a woman. Um, and some people will take that and they'll stop holding a door for a woman. Um, I won't do that. And I've, I've continued to, but I, I almost wonder if we've complained so much about everything and everyone that people have retreated and just attempted to just take care of themselves and stay out of trouble. Um, and so some of the courtesy is gone as a result of that. I remember um, doing, a, I, was, I was part of a funeral for a guy that I knew pretty well. And his wife told me right before the funeral, she said, you know what? Um, yesterday is the first time in my life. She was late seventies, early eighties. Said yesterday was the first time in my life that I've ever put gas in my car. And I said, are you kidding? You've never driven or something? And she said, no, my husband would always put gas in my car. And if I ever got home, he would go check the gas level and make sure that he took it. And the first time in her life was after her husband died. Um, I think we've lost something of that generation or that kind of thing because we fought so hard for equality and uh, equity and all this other stuff. And I'm not saying some of those pursuits are bad or good or anything like that. But um, I, I, I hate... I, take this for what you will, I think men are supposed to uh, be courteous in the way they treat women. And I think they're supposed to be courteous in the way they treat children and all that kind of stuff. And we've been shamed away from some of that. So I, I, I just want to bring a little bit of that up. 
and 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 would you stay off my lawn? Well, yeah, you know exactly. But I I'm total agreement with what you're saying, Josh. And I mean, my boys basically were taught you will be gentlemen with young ladies. You will open the door for them you if they wish it. Yeah. You know, and and I think courtesy and maybe Pete, this might address it this way. I'm I'm not sure where we are with time, but um maybe the reason we've lost courtesy is because the rules have changed so much that we don't know how to be courteous. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I, and I don't disagree with anything either of you guys have said with that. Um, yet at the same time, I don't know that we have to limit courtesy to, you know, being nice as a man would to a lady or to a child, you know, what's wrong with, with, you know, the same gender being courteous with the same gender, you know, I mean, not necessarily I'm going to open the door for you at the car or whatever, but I mean, just simply showing common decency, common respect. Yeah. I think, honestly, one of the big things that has happened is, and I think, Josh, I saw you uh, wrote something about this, I think, the other day. Um, Probably, I write a lot. About, yeah, about, about Facebook and, and how people are actually happier when they're not on Facebook. Did you? Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's all kinds of studies that show how bad Facebook is for right. you. Right, right. But the thing is that, that we're, we're dealing with a culture now, and it, it, it predates Facebook. It, it goes back more to the internet starting before Facebook even got big, where you could just start having discussions. And you don't even know the person who it is. And, and people are just being generally rude and generally um, unkind and name calling. And, you know, and now I'm, I'm glad it doesn't happen in politics because nobody ever calls anybody name <laughs> in politics. Do they? Of course they do. But the point that I'm getting at is, is you know, we, we've talked a little bit tonight about the, the fact, okay, we as pastors or whether or not we're wearing a collar or whether or not we're wearing a cross or whatever. But I'm talking about just in general. Maybe the whole point is, maybe the whole idea is that we are supposed to look different as far as how we act just by being a Christian, not by necessarily being a pastor, but maybe Christians are supposed to live a life and, and, and conduct themselves in, in such a way where maybe we are supposed to stand out. I, I, and the question I'm getting well, at is, are we doing so? I, no, I have a, a young mother in my mind who's raising uh, two little girls. And the beauty of it is the one is maybe three and she'll go up for coffee time and get her snacks. She'll pause, she'll look with the most innocent face and say, thank you for the food every time. And, and the reason why I'm leaning in in that direction is because maybe some of that courtesy has to start at the home and the way people are raised and how it is shown. I remember uh, my pet peeve always has been, I will never call my children idiots. I will always say I am angry because you did. And my youngest, I had had a long meeting with the denomination, came home, put my garment bag on the floor, and my youngest laid on it and was starting to wrinkle my clothes. And I said, Thomas, <laughs> stop being an idiot and get off those clothes. Literally. Thomas looked at me with his eyes, and he just right down the middle said, Dad, aren't you supposed to say I'm angry because... I'm on your clothes bag, <laughs> you know, it, it was talk, it was experienced. And I think maybe we've lost the ability through example to show how it should look. You know, I, I always find it interesting if you go through a drive-through and somebody pays for your meal, 
it ha it starts being paid forward. People will respond to that. And I think sometimes courtesy is like that too. Yeah. Well, I think, and, and to bring a little bit back to what, what Pete said, the moment you accept Christ though, you are a representative of the kingdom. Amen. Um, and the mo that, which means the moment you accept Christ, your actions, your, your, your talk, your uh, attitude, your entertainment choices are seen by others as those of a Christian person. And if you are a Christian person leading others away from God by your attitude, actions, entertainment, and all that kind of stuff, you're, I mean, Scripture took a pretty hard stance on that, people who would lead. And, and I think we, we like to limit it, well, if you, if you uh, lead a little child astray or something like that, it would be better to have a millstone tied around your neck. But that's a pretty harsh uh, statement to somebody who is representative of God, who is leading another away from God by their actions and all that kind of stuff. And I really think when people see someone who claims to be a Christian, who is acting no different than anybody in the world, and they make a decision based on that, why would I want the faith that he prescribes to if it doesn't lead him to live a different life? Mm -hmm. um, that's a pretty big, uh, you, you can do a lot of damage that way. Um, and Titus says, then they will make the teaching about our God and Savior attractive in every way. I really think the opposite of that is true as well. They, if they talk back, if they steal, uh, if they show themselves to be entirely untrustworthy or, or evil, then they will make the teaching about God our Savior unattractive in every way. Right. Um, and so I, I don't know. So I, I think it's a challenge, not just about courtesy, but about the way we, we present ourselves. Well, I think you used the, the idea well, Josh. I, I think that, I don't know if you used the word specifically family, but we're part of God's family when we when we accept mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who are we representing? You know, I, I like to use, I know that in another place that here Paul's talking to Titus, in another place he's talking to um, the Corinthians, and he talks to them, I think it's in 2 Corinthians, about being an ambassador. You know, an, an ambassador, when you think of an ambassador to another country, what you do in that other country is you are representing your country. So anything that you do represents your country as an ambassador. Well, guess what? The Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. And I think yeah. that sometimes if we would just stop and remember that no matter what we do, whether we're pastors or not, that as children of God, we are representing our Father. You know, doesn't that kind of go to the Lord's Prayer, which we talked about a few a few sessions ago? Um, you know, our Father who art in heaven, you know, that he is he is the one who is who is holy and he is the one we are representing. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I think we are getting about to the to the end of our time here, guys. So um I think we're gonna go ahead and close for this session. The question is whatever happened to common courtesy. All I'll say is I'm not sure whatever happened to it, but I hope that if uh, you're a Christian, if you're a child of the king, that you are using courtesy, that you're being courteous the way that we think that God our Father would want us to be courteous. So um, for Pastor Josh Kugel, for Pastor Mac, Don McDonald, this is Pete Becky, and I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Reconciling Grace. This has been Reconciling Grace. 
If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace. Reconciling Grace.